Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Phil. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680. We are here uh, over with, uh, we're in Greg Galliette's office. We've stormed his office, and we are here, and um, we're not leaving. Um until we want to. We're not leaving until we get a mint julep hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We want the juleps. That's right. That's yeah. right. So we're uh, we're over here. Um, there, you know, Pat Kelly here. The, the, I love talking to him. He's such a – isn't it interesting they can't make the players run sprints for being late or, or Roger Dorn won. Yeah, you're right. Dorn Roger was ahead won. of his time. Yeah, he really was. But I was talking to Coach Kelly before you got now, here. He's got to be careful there. You know when you call him Coach Kelly? Because baseball coaches – they want to, baseball guys are managers. Managers. I don't want you to get in trouble. Like the college guys, you can okay. call Coach, Coach McDonald. Professional guys. So you just call him Pat Kelly. They call him. I, they either go by Skip? first name like Pat Skip. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Because manager Kelly sounds weird. Yeah, it sounds yeah. weird. That's why I didn't say it. But, yeah, but, but, but they, they don't to... like being called coach. Okay, no. sorry. I'm so, sorry. Uh, hey, the baseball get a lot of rules. Sorry, Pat Kelly. I, I, I didn't know the be- I didn't know yeah. the baseball rules yeah. on that particular subject. But yeah. I was talking to him ahead of time, and, and I was like, I feel like we've done this like for like six or seven years <laughs> yeah, in a row. With him here, yeah. and he's like, Yeah, but I was only here for two weeks, and eighteen is the same thing he said to you. Yeah, yeah. And then at twenty, we ended up not having the season because we did the we did this whole thing, and I was like, So I've done this with you like six, seven years in a row now, but you've only coached the team for four years. Yeah. That seems so weird. Uh, but it kind of shows you how up, upside down things got. For guys got stories for days, man. It's great. Oh. I mean, with the Expos. How often can you have a guy compare Vladimir Guerrero to Ellie De La Cruz because he, he's been around both. He's like, been both. That's crazy. And he's one of the few people that, you know, can say that and you'd be yeah. like, well, he's got firsthand experience with both of those guys yeah. at this stage in their career. So it's really cool. And, and obviously the bats, you go out here, They've upgraded this stadium in a variety of ways from the, the, the mm-hmm. family experience, the playgrounds, the food is outstanding. And, uh, you know, just pay attention to that promotional calendar because there's a lot of really cool things coming up for, for you to have a great night out uh, yeah. during the summer. Feels like we're close. Like, yeah. We get, we get this, we're getting we get this there. show happens. Yeah, right. I know. It's always like a landmark. Yeah. We have the Super Bowl. Then we go in and, and, and we have, co- you know, the end of the season for college basketball, conference tournaments, and then we're rolling. All of a sudden, spring flowers start popping out of the yeah, ground. Yeah. So we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, we'll talk to you here, 267-9680. I'll, 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 that's right. I have a text line we can check into as well. Um, but 
that I did want to play. I, what, what was this on? We all saw this with um, Gary Parrish. Was that not field of 68? I, I don't know. It's called it the next round. Okay. Oh, the next round. Okay. So is it a local show in Alabama or is it like, I don't know what. what um, I, I'm not sure. I think it, I don't know if it's just Alabama, but it, I, I'm just looking at the clip. It says the next round. That's, that's the only okay. reason I, I said that. Either way, Gary Parrish, and everybody's moving around. Is he still with CBS Sports? Yes, <laughs> that's not is a very he? confident. Is, yes, is he? Are you uh, asking or is me he or with? You? Or is he with uh, the the local Indiana? Uh, Let's see, Gary Parish. Who is he with now? Uh, CBS. Yes, CBS. Okay, so he is still with CBS. Uh, yes, yeah, since his Twitter is Gary Parish CBS. Um, but yeah, so um, he um, was on with a, with Alabama based show. It sounds like to me, yeah. right? Because they don't want they're like we don't want him to leave and. It's interesting, like the outs. And it's not always accurate. The outside perception of Louisville, but it is. It is nice to hear about the magnitude of the job. I don't want to speak for them here. Here's they're talking about with the possibility of Nate Oates and um, and Louisville. If I'm an Alabama fan that is concerned about losing Nate Oates in the future, should I be worried about Louisville, Kentucky? Because that's the, that's the one job that scares me because I think his style would fit perfectly with that fan base and that wonderful building up there. If I were running the Louisville search, and I know technically they still have a coach, but they won't next month. They'll, they'll, they'll need to hire somebody. Nate Oates is 100% somebody I would take a look at. Um, He's obviously turned Alabama into a monster. He understands, uh, you know, modern basketball and, where shots should be taken and where shots should not be taken. Um, you know, Louisville is one of the 10 best jobs in America. You know, keep in mind when they hired Chris Mack from Xavier, then this just speaks to how good of a job coaches, people in the industry perceive Louisville to be. Chris Mack was coaching at his alma mater at Xavier and coming off of a season where they were a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So you're at your alma mater. And nobody can tell you you can't accomplish stuff at this school because you're literally a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And even he could not turn down the Louisville job. So if you'll leave Xavier for for Louisville, then you you'll you know there's probably only five or six jobs that that you would say I can't leave this place for that place. And respectfully, I'm not sure Alabama is is on that list. So I don't know um, who's going to be the next head coach at Louisville. There's a lot of really accomplished guys trying to get involved there. I wouldn't be surprised if you eventually hear names like Sean Miller and Eric Musselman, but absolutely, to answer your question, if I were Louisville, Nate Oates would be on my very short list of of potential candidates. Listen, Nate's got a huge buyout. The only reason I ask the question is I go to a lot of Alabama basketball games. I love the product. Uh Love it. Would love Nate Oates to be the coach at Alabama the rest of my life. There's only one. There's only a handful of places. Louisville is one of those that I think they have the crazy money to where they could buy out any buyout. Well, and that facility too. I think that's the one thing. Like Louisville, you've had multiple Alabama coaches win national money. championships. He could do something sure. in Alabama that that has never been done before. But at the same time, you have to do it in Coleman Coliseum. Yeah, I, I uh, nobody can see. It. <laughs> I hope he stays forever. But Louisville has crazy money, and that job is going to come open with crazy money and maybe the best facility in the country. Crazy money. That's that's what the perception is. It has the ability to make crazy money. It has the ability to yes. do that. Yes. It is not currently 
doing that. But Nate Oates, hell yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would sign up. I don't think the assumption is a $10 million buyout It's going to be way too cost prohibitive, plus whatever you have to pay him on top of that. Right, so you're paying. And buying Kenny out. you got to pay Kenny 6, Nate Oates 10, or Alabama 10 they for Nate Oates. Yeah. Now you're at $16 million before you spend It's crazy dollar. money that they don't have. Yeah. So yeah. And, and so if you're Josh Hurd, what do you make the decision on? The money that you have today or the money that you will be making if you hire the right guy? I mean, you, have to, you have to factor both in. Right. You know, I mean, you can't just make a hire and throw caution to the wind, particularly if you can get Chris Beard at a, you know, who, who again, they went on to talk about him as maybe they're, they're in oh, your that's camp. Great. They think he's the second best, you know, second best coach in the country. And again, the more you talk to people, and again, I, I haven't been at Kansas last week, it was like, oh, yeah, if something happened with Self like last year with his health, like we were, we were going to go get Chris, Chris Beard. Beard. Yeah, because yeah, they saw firsthand what he did at Texas Tech and at yeah. Texas in their league, so they have a really kind of close understanding of what he is. And, I and I and yeah, that Chris Beard clip that they that they talk about, uh, yeah, he's the best coach in college basketball. A lot of people think that he is, and he's at a place that should be that a Louisville top 10 job should be able to go and pluck Nate Oates is interesting to me because uh 10 million dollars is a lot of money I think Chris Beard from talking to people was around six Uh, you know so you get about a four million dollar break there this is is an expensive decision yeah right either way you're not getting a good coach without it costing you a lot of money Mm -hmm. and and so you gotta you gotta (laughs) weigh all that and you also have to say Who's going to fill up that arena, that beautiful arena? Who's yeah. going to get Forbes to write stories about this is the most profitable well, program? Well, back in college that's basketball. what we need because if you read Business First this week, and I showed oh, you this article, um, I, and I've been talking about this, the impact right down to the bartenders, but particularly they, they interviewed uh, the, the the Troll Pub people and said that on a typical game night, you know, you know, five six years ago, they would make about eight ish thousand dollars a night on a tip and, and and you know people are obviously out packed you know we, we've seen it i mean you couldn't couldn't you get, get in the there no. no you had to be there early and now they're lucky to touch three thousand wow that, i mean so that's a five thousand dollar difference minimum per game by 20 games that's a hundred thousand dollars of revenue you don't make up now the women have actually helped the women oh. have actually helped a little bit to offset that because of their attendance but that business first article is absolutely um puts a dollar sign and a face to the impact economically, on, and, and that's just the surrounding businesses. Yeah. And about the Yum Center itself, the business inside there. And I just, again, I, when you go there sometimes in, in this past couple of years and you go down to the, you know, the, the bourbon bar or the vodka bar or whatever, and there's like, they got two bartenders not making any money. Right. Well, and, and on uh, Saturday night for the Florida State game, they, you know, all those auxiliary bars that are inside yeah. the Yum Center, they're all, they're all dark. Yeah. And so they had two bartenders in the, in the, the lounge. And because it was actually a decent crowd, yeah. it, the bartenders were making money, but they were, there was mm-hmm. money being left on the table because people couldn't get to the bar. Because yeah. Saturday night, the Yum Center was a good night. Like, well, good, by current standards. By current standards. Which is, yeah. But, but they, but the Yum Center trying to save money didn't have everybody working. Well, yeah, I mean, you you account, you know, and I don't know if there are walk up sales now. Like, I, well, it's not so I much the no sales. Idea. You just don't know. That's the tough part if you're trying to manage a basketball game. Tickets are sold. People aren't coming. You can't predict when all of a sudden three thousand people are going to show up that don't normally show up who've already paid for their tickets. Right. That's it's so different than like a. You know the bats somebody like that. A lot of it's walk-up sales, and you know within a, you know basically how many people are going to be there, barring weather. 
they don't know because there are people. I mean, there are people I know that have suites that don't go because they, even though they paid for them, it's like it's going to cost you money. Cost a lot of money to you know buy the food and drink the, and everything. Else. The pizza and the beer or whatever it is at a sweet price, and then the surcharge, and then the surcharge on top of that, and then the, <laughs> and the service. I, it's charge. the fifty dollars pizza. That's what I go back to. I mean, the, the you know literally a pizza. By the time you tipped, paid service charge, which is like twenty percent and some other fee, uh, a large like pizza is like fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, I know that we traded out a sweet one year, and and that and that's just the norm. That's not like Louisville doing that. I mean, that's just what it is in right. today's era, going out to games. And I think U of L and the Yum Center can easily measure the impact, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, that building and what yeah. happens with our program. But what's the impact of the hotels and the restaurants and the bars yeah. that that have kind of made their business decision based on? Some of it being the Yum Center in Louisville basketball. Now it's twenty nights a year. You got to survive the other three hundred and forty-five nights. Yeah. But that's a night that you ought to be able to count on. That you're going to make if you're the troll pub. Eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars. And if you can do that uh, over twenty, that's one hundred sixty thousand dollars. That you can say, okay, that's going to cover our rent for the year. Those nights, and then we just got to. If, if that's the number, I yeah. don't know what the number right. is, but you know, I'm just saying that's a that's a healthy number that you can think probably is going to get you close. Mm-hmm. And if I know that I can count on that, then maybe I can operate. With other concerts and everything else and other marketing. And it makes sense to, yeah. from a profitability perspective. But if that goes away, then that's tough. It starts to be tough. No, it, it's it's that that article really just in, you know symbolizes, not symbolizes, puts a dollar figure to the you know the losing basketball leading to less fans leading to less money. Right. And that's it. And it's, it's not a chicken or the egg. The losing leads to less fans. It's not... <laughs> That's that's it. Yeah. And um, CL wrote an article this morning. Yeah. Talking about you know don't fire Kenny Payne until the end and you know part of the part of the whole thing is the schedule gets easier and I'm like Dude. well but I mean I think it he's saying I think he's saying you know let's just and I do I do like let's just look just for for argument's sake let's just say they reeled off a bunch of wins and got close to five hundred. Well, you would have to you'd have to have been vastly improved to do that. I don't think they will, based on what we've seen. Right. Um, but I, I, I mean, I don't disagree with the notion of let's at, at this point. At this point. Oh, at this juncture, no. Let's may, not you know, let's go to the end end of the year and and then decide. Um, but I'm okay going to the end with already having decided. Yeah. I don't need to. I've I've made up my mind, and I know a lot of people also have. I mean, we lost to Kentucky Wesleyan in an exhibition game, and they're not even a good D two team. Yeah, I haven't even kept up with them to see no, what they're doing. Like they, I mean, they've got some ridiculous losses. We lost to Chattanooga, and you know, yeah, the Texas and Indiana games, okay, but you went to overtime against New Mexico State. Yeah, not not Richard Petito. No, no, an no. Arkansas State, and all, but. I mean, Paul. I mean, with they ripped off a ten-game winning streak, a nine-game winning streak here. I, look, it's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm just saying, if it did, you would have to, you'd have to, cons- you'd have to consider. Well, you'd have another year of the same. Because even if they start I, look, winning, I probably who, look, who's going won, in? They've won three games since December. Okay, so yeah. I'm not worried about it. You're right, and they're going up to Syracuse. <laughs> who knows? I don't know anything about Syracuse. I, I, I like t- honestly, like yeah. tomorrow night with the first time I watched Syracuse basketball this year. Yeah, I mean, because they're be not a, really relevant. They'll be about a 12 point underdog if you go by the Ken. Right, and they're not relevant. So I've been watching a lot of Big East basketball, a lot of Big 12 basketball, Big 10, SEC, and then the top games in the ACC. Syracuse has never been in that that game. So mm. this really should be a game that if Louisville is in the middle, 
you could probably say they're going to go up there and beat Syracuse. But they're so far from the middle. They're a 10 or 11-point underdog. 12 if you go by Ken Palm. Wow. Let's go to Miguel up next. Miguel, welcome in. Ninth round of the Ville ESPN 681057. Miguel, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Blank. I, I haven't really watched any Syracuse basketball, but if they if they play zone like with um, uh, you know old curmudgeon, then maybe Kenny might get tricked. So let's let's, <laughs> let's cross our fingers. Let's cross our fingers and hope that uh, you know he doesn't just get baffled. Um, so you know, look, man, we're an educated basketball savvy, high IQ fan base, right? So early last year, you know, in, in Kenny's regime, we could tell that, uh, you know, many, I would say, could tell he didn't have the chops, he didn't, he didn't, you know, it wasn't working. So the economic impact was bound to happen. We're not going to go to the Yum Center and watch some BS basketball mm. with, you know, an incompetent staff. And I'm with you. I didn't go on Saturday night. I watched it. You know, I'm, I'm watching with kind of a wandering eye, you know, uh, because I, I can't, I don't want to really invest uh, until we have a new coach. But Saturday night looked like a good time at the Yum Center, and all it does in the, in the women's basketball games prove it even further. This fan base is ready to blow up. This fan base is like we have, we have, we have gone through the misery. And this fan base, when we have some competent, legit basketball in the Yum Center, it's going to be packed. We're going to be right back, and it is going to explode. This this fan base is ready. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the TBT was was so evident of that this so summer when people were anxious for the first time, and, were, and so many people said, "I was glad to feel anxiety at a basketball How about game that? to care that much." Yeah, and that was to me just the eye opener for me that but, I was like, "Okay, there it's it's not dead; it's just dormant. That's all it is." Miguel touched on something there when you talk about the decision making of uh, what Josh Hurd will do. Mm-hmm. When you talk about, do you pay ten million dollars for a Nate Oates? Well, if you think that Nate Oates is going to tap into that sort of energy that Miguel's talking about, mm-hmm. that's just ready to explode, then you do. Yeah. Like, if, if you could get Rick Patino Part 2, I don't know who that would be right. coming in from the Celtics, and you know that you're getting a dynamite coach, well, then, yeah, you break it up because you know you're going to sell sweets, you know you're going to have people in the building, people, you know you're going to have 17,000. If you feel like you've got a guy, that's gonna take this job. That's gonna inject. That's going to unlock. Because you're not injecting the energy. You're no. just unlocking it and letting it go and run unbridled. Then yeah, yeah, you could pay a lot of money. And then and then you're right. That Alabama radio show or whatever is correct. Then there is crazy Great. money for basketball. But you've got to be sure, like that you've got that guy because it, really our revenue potential, our our ability oh. to make Final Fours. You know, play for championships. It's all there. This is the second or third best funded program in America, well, even now. When, when it's well, fund yes, funded. right now, funded by the school. You know, all the all the pieces and all the different things are there uh, for whoever comes in and takes this job. I'm excited for the future of our program. I would not be excited if Kenny Payne is brought back for a third year, and I don't think it's even a real conversation. I, yeah, I mean, I. I don't. But think. CL wrote the article. Well, so. no, I, but I, look, I, I've, I've read, I've read the column. I mean, I, I don't think his point's crazy. I think, hey, what if, you know, you know, um, he just. I mean, I'll just read a little bit. A verdict should not be decided on Kenny Payne's tenure as Little Men's basketball coach. 
Uh, how far the how the cards finish out the season should matter how he's judged. That means the good and the bad. So with the win over Florida State, like the win at Miami is followed by a six game losing streak, then that's on pain. But another scenario, one that could make things interesting, is that the cards close out their final nine regular season games with a winning record. Considering five of those games are at the KFC Yum Center, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Some will say any improvement short of the NCAA tournament isn't enough considering the historic stature of the program. It's been a while since the cards reached that standard. The cards haven't been in the big dance since 2019, haven't made it out of the first weekend uh, since 2015, which is hard to believe that that's one tournament win in eight eight years. And I know they canceled the tournament one year, but still, it's crazy. Um, And so... um, you know, I mean, it, it goes on, and he it just he makes the point. You know, both sides says had, had Payne only looked to sign up for class, and perhaps they've immediately had the cards headed back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also could have had a one season kind of fix. It's not guaranteed to work. Does ask Arkansas? L. Ellis, the Louisville's leading scorer from last season, among the Razorbacks' incoming class of transfers, many thought would build on their momentum of the past three seasons. They're sitting at eleven and eleven and twelfth in the SEC. That's amazing. That's one of the big disappointments in college basketball yeah. well you know it's it's a great example tcu did this too last year in football mm-hmm. you you hit it big and then you go back to the transfers and you, you you really ride all your transfers it doesn't gel for whatever reason but 500 are you kidding me if we go from 428 to 500 right now yeah. there's a lot less complaining going yeah on. sure you know but we're not 500 we are what are we are we not are we six seven and 15 we're eight games away from 500. I mean, Eric Musselman, he's a good coach. He relies heavily on transfers. I don't know that he's the guy, to be honest with you, even though he's got like a million-dollar buyout. He'd be a lot. The must-bus? The must-bus. I like him. He'll take his shirt off in the Elite Eight, and that's the thing. Watch out for Arkansas. They're 11-11 and 11 right now. They probably they probably will go in like deep into the SEC, maybe even win it, and then end up in the regional final. You know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know about this year. <laughs> maybe not this year. Yeah, I think but they got some work to do there. You know, but Louisville has Sy- this Syracuse team twice. They've got Boston College twice. Boston College. Boston College, and and they've got Georgia Tech with Damon Stoudemire. So they've and they've got Pitt. They've got a Notre Dame in there. This schedule is not tough down the stretch. You should be looking good. You're playing you know, the the worst teams in the league outside of you. It's outside of yourself. You should be winning some of these games for sure. It's interesting. It's an eleven million dollar buyout for Musselman. Do we know these buyouts? Is there really like a buyout page? Does anybody even really know what the buyouts are? Last I time know. I looked up Musselman, unless he signed a new deal that I am unaware of, his buyout's only a million bucks. Yeah, two and seven in the SEC, Arkansas. I don't think it's getting better. Yeah, there's a big. Uh, who's the big one tonight in the SEC? Uh, oh. Ole Miss is playing. Or South Carolina. Ole Miss Oh, plays. Ole Miss, South Carolina. That's a good one. That's a really good ball game. Well, it's, for you, it, it is. Ole Miss, it, they're not ranked, right? Are they? I mean, they're not ranked, but South Carolina. Just probably snuck in the rankings. South Carolina is impressive. I'm, I've been watching them in Lamont, Paris, uh, pretty closely ever since they knocked off UK. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm – I'm excited uh, yeah. to watch that ball. Yeah, and Texas is right. I mean, Musman had two straight Sweet 16s in an Elite Eight. He's allowed to have a down year. I mean, I, I, I do agree that the oh, it's, it's, not, it's not like because he has a, a bad year that all of a sudden now he's not as good a coach as he was a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I mean, you, I do think I, – I think that's going to be in this – if the transfer portal era stays the same, get used to, you know – Up and downs. Up and downs, even in historical programs – because of the the transfers may not be able to match. They may not, you know, you might have a year where, like, like a North Carolina doesn't make tournament. 
You know, I mean that that that's going to happen. It's going to happen because you're going to like next year. I mean, maybe Jeremy not Davis, them specifically, but that type of program. I mean, he's not going to have R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott next year. You know, Baycott doesn't been, have a 14th year of eligibility. No, he cannot play as a 35 year old man. man. But Hubert Davis has been riding that. We don't know about Hubert Davis. Yeah. They, they, you know, he inherited a Roy Williams coach team or put together team that is still mostly intact. He's put together some new pieces and stuff like that, but the main, the main parts of that team are still the big parts of his team. He hasn't really put together. So next year is when I think Carolina fans are really going to be looking at who Hubert Davis is as a coach, and don't be surprised if they if they're off. Yeah, you know, look at what's happened in Indiana. I mean, Mike Woodson. I mean. He's probably getting fired at the end of this year. Yeah. I don't, it's wild. Texas said Kate Pickett win the conference tournament, win the national title. I'd still want him gone the next day. <laughs> I don't know. Texas says FSU four, was KP's second top 100 win as a head coach. The other was Clemson at home last year. Texas I left the Duke game the second half to get some food at Doc Crows. They didn't even have the Louisville game on because they don't have the ACC network anymore. Wow. Well, yeah. try to save some money. Texas says use an Apple Watch. It will buzz on your wrist forever. Yeah, but, but then it, it went – I don't like sleeping with the Apple Watch. I don't, yeah, because it can buzz on I, in the I middle don't, of the I, I, yeah. just, I just don't like wearing it. Yeah, it's just weird. Tetra says mixtape's going to be 99% blank this week. Yeah, Maybe so. So You're welcome, Justin. You're um, welcome. Just says blank's favorite team is where he's got the head of the ACC refs in a hole <laughs> in silence of the lambs. What? 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 Blank's favorite dream, not team, oh, sorry. What? Blank's favorite dream is where he's got the head of the ACC refs in a hole like Silent Lamb. It calls the roughing the passer on the clips of the defensive end, or else he gets the hose again. That's a great text. That is, you know what, that is somebody who absolutely gets no, it. No, Dennis Hennigan retired. Yeah. He retired. So... My, my my hatred of ACC officials dialed down significantly. But did you see the floor? So uh, did you see the floor the NBA is going to have its skills I saw it's going to have like an LED floor. It's an LED floor. Brady Klein and I theorized about this in the okay. in the press box. It's just a morning sleepyhead. <laughs> uh, yeah, morning. But anyway, think about if – if that if Clemson played on that floor, all the things that they would pull, they'd yeah. move the lines. They you know the three point line would yeah. somehow be you know six to eight inches deeper than uh, than its own line. They'd have floating things. They'd have like they they do they they try to get you epilepsy on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like Clemson with that LED floor, they would pull the biggest tricks a hundred percent. They'd even find a way to have like the acrylic come out and goose you. They'd figure out a way to do that. That's him. Never change. <laughs> All right. We'll continue along. By the way, it's going to be the end of the text line because I don't have my power cord and I have a different power cord than you have. So really? If you'd like to have, yeah, I've got the, uh, the USB-C power cord. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, well, hang on. Can we do this? No, it's not that easy. No, you've got to have uh, a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be at Louisville Geek on Thursday. They can explain why, but um, yeah, you've got to have. Sprung into action, and I don't think I have any action that could help. I don't even know what you were trying to say there. <laughs> um, we're over here. Hey, BatsBaseball.com. Uh, that's where you need to turn to uh, to uh, you know get your tickets for Thunder, get that ready to go, uh, and have a great spot for that. Uh, we got plenty coming up here. Obviously, we have the Syracuse game tomorrow night. Bellerman and Stetson, uh, that'll be tomorrow at 6.30. We'll have that for you. And then the women are back in action. Uh, they turn around on Thursday uh, against Notre Dame. Is that here or is that uh, on the road? Let's see when they play Notre Dame on Thursday because they're in this stretch where they've got four straight ranked teams. So they're, I guess, what, one and one 
to start that, um, and they'll play. They'll go up to Syracuse uh, here in uh, in the, next week. But let's see. AR Yum Center. That'll be Yum Center. Um, that'll be Thursday night at six o'clock. So there you go. All right, it's Mardi Gras night apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. Because Fat Tuesday's next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are in that Mardi Gras window. So, so that's yeah. exciting. Mardi Gras. Let me see if I got that. Kind of caught me by surprise. I was. They played Monday and then Thursday and then Sunday. Yeah, it's odd. You used to Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Right, so then they, that Thursday game kind of snuck in there on us. Texas, have you talked about the Strebel Justin Jeffries mixtape gold from yesterday? I have not. I'm unaware. I did not hear, did not hear Me either. Uh, him on yesterday. Me either. I did, I know, I, I, I'll ask James. I'll catch up with that. What's that, Chase? I'll ask James about it. Okay. All right. All right. See, so, yeah, we, James knows all, tells some. All right. We will uh, continue along over here again, batsbaseball.com. If you want to find out more, get ready for that season opener uh, on, we say March 29th. I mean, that's like six, seven, seven weeks away, right. something like that. Right. We'll have a new Man. coach by then in basketball. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Maybe we can get the new coach to come out, throw out the first pitch. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Who will it be? Mystery Man. I don't know, Mark. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we got going on. Uh, also, uh, again, want to remind everybody, if you, you or someone out there needs uh, anything to do with your audio visual, I was able to watch on RGB, because I, I told you I, I watched the um, um, the Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs um, on, I watched on it, Grammys. but I didn't watch it on like my surround. RGB. Oh my gosh. You liked the it? Dude, I, no, it's iconic. That, that was just, there were so many reasons that was just an iconic moment. His level of respect for her, the her, I mean, nobody's heard from her in 30 years almost. Yeah, it just felt and like she just popped up. It was just great. I mean, it, to me, that was just an all time uh, moment. And so, yeah, but the, when I cranked it up uh, on the RGB at home, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. So whether you like, you know, want your, your movies to be a different experience, you want you know, your music to be a different experience, whatever your audio visual needs are, they'll have you taken care of over to RGB, red, green, blue, RGB, home theaters.com, red, green, blue, RGB, home theaters.com. And tell me you heard us talking about them right here. The Diener show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. She's a rebel child and a preacher's daughter. She was baptized in dirty water. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. 
And we are back here. We're over at Bats Baseball. We've uh, invaded uh, Greg Galliette's uh, office over here this morning. We're going to tell you more uh, about what's going on uh, with the Bats. But it's interesting that we're here because we're inside Greg's office and there's all sorts of marketing things, um, you know, you know, potential advertisers, that sort of thing. Yeah, don't worry. We're taking notes. Uh, and and uh, it's, it's a good uh, segue here to talk to Dr. Mark uh, Gill, who's at Midway University. Who they've Good morning, Dr. Gill. You guys have a, a sports marketing program. We're like at the perfect spot for you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. So tell everybody what, you know, what, what's, you know, I think that's going to be the coaching, sport leadership, and the sports marketing uh, programs you guys have. What, what are these programs? I know some of them are a little bit new, and some people may not be aware of. So we have several new programs that we've either launched this year or launching next year. And in the sports area, which is one of the program areas that Midway has a lot of strength, uh, we have a sports marketing program. So uh, working, you know, the NIL legislation's created a lot of new opportunities in sports and a lot of interesting areas that students can explore and develop careers where we couldn't have five years ago, uh, as well as more traditional type sports marketing, uh, where we're focusing on preparing students to market a, a team, a venue, a product. Uh, our major is very hands-on, very experiential. We work with uh, a number of different uh, athletes, venues, events to give them practical skills as they develop their sports marketing uh, capabilities. So you're um, right. It, it, it changes in real time. I mean, a, a lot of this. We're talking about the NIL and some of those opportunities. You've you got to be pretty nimble. Absolutely. And that's one of the things we really focus on in the programs at Midway University is not only the skills to get you your first job, but also to help you be able to adapt and change as new opportunities come up in the markets you work in. Uh, sports marketing has changed a tremendous amount in the last five, ten years. I mean, at one time, it was simply billboard uh, ads and outfield fence ads, and now that's uh, changed and developed quite a bit. You have all the social media and managing players' images and how they're able to monetize that. Um, in addition to our sports marketing program, we also have a coaching and sport leadership. Uh, one of the things that is really unique about Midway University is the number of sports teams we offer for a small university. We have 28 sports teams, probably 675 student athletes on our campus. That's more than you'll find at a lot of large universities. And so high school students that are interested in furthering their athletic and academic careers have a good place here. Those that are interested in working in sports professionally, we have a sports administration program, which is one of our largest, sports marketing, which is new, and also our coaching and sport leadership. And that one's really tailored towards uh, students that are interested in moving into a career of coaching professionally or working in support services around coaching, whether that be at the high school, the collegiate, the club level, the professional level. Uh, really trying to help prepare them psychologically, uh, the physiology of coaching, the art and the science of how one becomes a coach and manages athletes in those programs. Well, and that's changing, too. We were talking with the bats manager, uh, Pat Kelly, this morning, and, you know, they can't even uh, make them, if you're late for a meeting, they can't find them, make them one, run wind sprints or anything like that anymore. So that's another thing that's changing in real time. Are, 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 do coaches, like, teach these courses, or what, what are the professors like? So the faculty teaching the course have Ph.D. credentials in sports-related fields. Uh, they also have uh, all of 
everyone on our staff has a sports background from former professional basketball player. Uh, we have former college coach. We have former uh, national team member on the short track speed skating team. Uh, my background, I'd worked with Ironman Triathlon uh, in Louisville for 14 years. So we have a number of uh, different types of athletic backgrounds that we bring to bear on teaching the art and science of coaching. And so if people want to apply, they want to find out more information, what's, what's the best way to, uh, to, to do that? And, and uh, when, when's the next semester start, I guess? Uh, easiest place to start is www.midway.edu. Our programs are offered online fully as well as in seat in a traditional college setting. Our online program has five different start points during the year. Our next one is going to be March 11th, so hmm. just a few weeks away. Uh, for a traditional student, the fall semester would begin uh, in the third week of August, and applications for that are going on right now. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is not only do we do traditional sports on the field, but we also recognize that sports take place in a virtual space. So one of the new programs we're bringing up this fall is our game studies and design program, where we're going to be teaching students about how you develop games, whether they be in a virtual space, a video game, or actually a you know, more board game type thing. But how do we create those games? And... Uh, and all the components from the, the story part of the game to the artistic graphic part of the game to the coding and, and making everything work behind the scenes. So we play sports on a, on a number of different levels here at Midway. I mean, that's all I did in college. We, we didn't have any courses, though. I mean, between playing video games, learning how to program, where were these courses when I was, uh, <laughs> was coming up? Because I mean, it's, a, it's a huge industry. I mean, the gaming industry is bigger than the motion picture industry these days. So It is. is. And, and, again, this is an online program. So, mm -hmm. yeah, listeners in Louisville or really anywhere in the country can be a part of uh, any of these programs that we're talking about today. Um, you know, and it's interesting because we've introduced esports as a varsity sport on our campus as well. So not only can you play games competitively, now you can turn that into a career post-college where you're designing, building, and uh, on the product creation side of the gaming industry. Well, it all sounds like uh, interesting uh, things. And like you say, a lot of them are online. And uh, Dr. Mark Hill, we certainly appreciate your time this morning. And, and best of luck with these programs on March 11th. That's the next, next time people can roll around and, and uh, maybe take advantage of it. So, so best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on this morning. Appreciate it. Dr. Mark Gill, Midway University. Uh, that's where they've got those programs. You can go to their website and find out more about that. You want to learn about sports marketing, talk to Greg Galliette. That's This is the, you know, it's, it's funny. You hear theories about it. You have to do the practical application every day, every year, particularly with this team. Good morning. Yeah, and, and actually, that industry has changed so much uh, from my early days with the Redbirds back in the 80s to now. I mean, it's just so dramatically different than what we used to do with the Redbirds. Uh, it seems like we just jumped light years ahead with technology. And uh, it keeps me young trying to keep up with all the new things and all the young people that we work with each day here in our office. Uh, they keep me uh, straight and keep me up on all the newest and latest fads. Well, let's talk about um, the season. we got some announcements. So there's no home game on Thunder Day. First time ever. What, since what's the deal there? Major League Baseball just scheduled us on the road. Hmm. And uh, it's interesting. Each year you have to basically request what uh, – primary day or stretch of uh, a week you want to be on the road and what time you want to be home yeah we always say 
Don't put us at home in Louisville. Derby. Derby. <laughs> right. We'll be putting the visiting team probably in Frankfurt. Right. find a hotel. And we always want to be here on Thunder Day. And for some reason. Seems like reasonable. That's all you ask, right? <laughs> this year, of course, we're not here for Derby. But unfortunately, yeah. they put us out on the road for Thunder. So we've had to get creative. But we've had a great response. Uh, even though we won't be playing baseball, the stadium will be open. We'll be here. It's still a great viewing People point. Know it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a great vantage point. And we've created a music festival. So we're going to have the Juice Box Heroes playing, J.D. Shelburne and the Crashers uh, throughout the afternoon and evening, getting us to the fireworks show that at night. So, um, again, you said it's, there's no better place to watch Thunder from no. Little Slugger Field. We wristband everybody so you come and you go. If you've got family with kids, we've got the giant playground. It's safe. It's secure. And the greatest thing is we have real rest. Rooms. It's like a giant luxury suite. Yeah, so you don't have to use a porta potty <laughs> yes. down on the waterfront. Yes, so. the, the the regular restrooms is that got to be the number one selling point. So are those going on sale today, or what are we doing? They'll next go on sale today? here shortly okay. in the next few weeks. Uh, today we're going to unveil our our 2024 promotional calendar. We open on March 29th, which is the earliest we've ever opened. I, say, I think yeah. we're one day after Major League Baseball gets underway. Oh my goodness! So our players will actually arrive just three days prior to the opening of our season from spring training in Arizona. Uh, we'll work out for a couple of days, and then on Friday night, March 29th, we're going to play baseball. And it's Easter weekend, so we're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at that Friday night game. Uh, dollar beer, the superstars mm-hmm. will perform. We're going to have fireworks, $6 margaritas. Uh, since it's uh, Easter weekend, it's Good Friday. We'll even have a fish platter available for sale throughout the ballpark. So uh, we're going to have some fun. And, uh, you know, that's what we do here. I mean, it's all about having a great time because you can't control the players as far as who comes, mm-hmm. who goes. But for 75 dates, we're going to have a lot of fun here. So, Well, in particular, I know that's spring break for a lot of schools, and if they're not going anywhere, that's a great, that's a great time to you know, look is. for things to do that week. It yeah. is. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, the team, uh, it'll be a little different than last year. Uh, that run of prospects we had come through here last year, that's, you know, <laughs> once in a lifetime where you see – Five prospects come through at the same time, all expected to do well, and they all go and do really well at the major league in their uh, rookie year. So that'll probably never happen again. But there's some more coming because mm-hmm. Chattanooga won their first half wow. of their season last year. The so Reds started drafting well in the last five years, have. it sounds like. They have, yeah. and there's still more to come. So uh, we're looking forward to it. And, of course, the Savannah Bananas will be here. I'm August on the one, list. Two, I keep getting emails. Everybody in Louisville is on the I'm list. I'm on the list. Let me tell you, I talked to the Bananas last week. Yeah. There's over 80,000 names on the wow. lottery wait list to buy tickets for the Louisville site. And I've been told these are people five, six, seven hours away. So they're coming in from Atlanta, the East Coast, wow. Kansas City, uh, Chicago, Cleveland. They're all descending upon Louisville trying to get tickets. So it's going to be. And how exciting. does it work? I know that I get the emails that it's like, hey, there's. The bananas control all the tickets. Yeah. They control everything. So, um, and it, the thing is, all the tickets are general admission. So it's a mosh pit getting in here and finding a seat. Um, so it should be interesting for three days. So it's it's three it's three days there. Three days, August one, two, and three. I've been oh told gosh. you will sell as much concessions on one night for the bananas as you would for six bats games. So we'll have to have refrigeration trucks parked here at the back of the parking lot, ready to reload the concession stands after each game to make sure we're ready for the next night. How did they pop up? Like, how does this, this happen when it never happened? They caught lightning in a bottle. The concept is fantastic. It's basically Harlem Globetrotters baseball. Yeah. And uh, 
it's basically baseball as we kind of remembered as a kid, just being fun and, and carefree, and they take it to the next level. And uh, it's interesting because we used to have the Bluegrass World Series here a few years ago where we had the old-timers mm-hmm. playing the college kids from the Summerwood Bad Leagues. A lot of the players, the ex-major league players that played in our Bluegrass World Series are playing on, like, the party animals, the visiting <laughs> team that the Bananas play. So you'll see some pretty good quality baseball yeah. while you're here. So it It's not like it's Washington generally. Their team's trying to win, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not fixed as much as a Globetrotter game. So it should be a lot of fun and just part of uh, what we'll have going on here at Little Slugger Field this year. Three nights of that. Yeah, and people don't know. If you haven't seen the video, I mean, I guess in the Instagram era, TikTok era, that's really helped the Savannah Bananas more All you got to do is go to YouTube, put yeah. Savannah Bananas in. There'll be plenty of stuff that'll come up, and it'll really give you a good feel for what they're all about. Um, 25 years of the ballpark. I'm still scratching my head Can on that. Can you believe that? No, I can't. No. Ah, it, just, it seems like just yesterday we were opening this place up, and Deion Sanders was scoring the first right. run in the history of the stadium. So uh, it's flown. And so you got uh, throwback one dollar uh, beer uh, happy hours uh, as part of that Easter weekend. Yep, right? on yeah. Monday night, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have our traditional stuff. Tuesday nights will be the two dollar menu night. Wednesday nights will be our senior nights. Of course, Thursdays will be the two dollar beer mm-hmm. happy hour. Margaritas uh, discounted on Friday nights. Craft beer and wine discounted on Saturday nights. Of course, Sundays is the kids' day, uh, and we've got some great fun promotions coming. Of course, the Star Wars night. Uh, we're partnering with Churchill Downs to do a tribute to the 150th running of the of the uh, Kentucky Derby in April. Uh, so we'll play that night as the Derby City Mint Juleps, which is one of our fun alternate identities. Oh, it's great. Of course, yeah. we'll play as the Mashers a couple of times this year. Uh, we'll have our big Marvels night. Uh, so there's a lot of fun to be had. And, of course, the best way to enjoy it is our five-game ticket plan. And with the five-game ticket plan or any ticket plan you buy with the bats this year, you'll get that super popular Ellie De La Cruz bobblehead, and also the once and only, uh, as far as I know, we're the only ones that have ever created a Muhammad Ali bobblehead. Mm. We work with Lonnie Ali, Muhammad's uh, uh, wife, uh, his spouse, for two years on designing this bobblehead. And everybody that buys any of our ticket packages will get the Ellie De La Cruz and the Ali bobblehead as gifts. And exclusive pre-sale to the Bananas tickets? Yep, we get priority. Okay. So it helps elevate your priority in the lottery. It okay. doesn't guarantee anything. Okay. But it just helps increase your – it's more oh balls God. in the hopper. Yeah, okay. So maybe to the NBA draft yeah. here. Yeah. Now, we didn't freeze any balls. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Patrick Ewing yeah, all over Yeah, again. I don't want women Tisdale. I'm going to pull that one out. Yeah. Um, but what is a drone show? <laughs> We're going to do fireworks instead of shooting shells up in the sky. Yeah. It's going to be all drones, lighted drones. So they'll form different images really? in the sky. We're only the second minor league team to ever do this. It'll be August 10th. And thank you to our friends over at Pepsi that are helping make this possible. So it's going to be about a 15-minute drone show taking place in the sky uh, after our game instead of a traditional fireworks show. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I know you got plenty of uh, interviews and things to do uh, today. Um, sorry about being late. I'm not no, going to run. Apparently, I don't you. have to. Uh. And thank you again for all you guys do at ESPN for us, and especially your show. Simple. You've been a great partner of ours for a long time, and uh, we couldn't do it without people like you supporting us in the community well likewise it's two-way street so greg we appreciate it and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon man. do me a favor just yeah. don't uh once you get out and get done if you'd straighten up my office just a little bit before you leave that'd be great sure once we figure out all the leads we're going to copy off your board here That's yeah fine. We'll, yeah we'll get the phone numbers and then we'll, then we'll clean up after that all right, so brother. Thank i you. appreciate it greg greg Elliott with the bats here 93 on the villa sp at 680 we'll continue along uh here uh in just a moment uh as uh, i'm getting you ready for that bats uh season here for 2000 uh in uh, in 24 uh hey if you're going to sell your house, uh, talk to our friends over at Edelin and Edelin, onlineedelin.com. Uh, they are going to uh, you know charge you 1% instead of 3% as the listing agent, and they're going to give you a full service, you know, 
uh, product. I mean, it's not like, hey, here, um, yeah, we'll do 1%, but you do all the work. No, they're going to give you everything you think of as a full-service um, realtor, but they're only going to charge you 1% instead of 3%, and they're going to recommend you pay the buyer's agent 2.5%. So you're talking about $2,500 more to, to you for every $100,000 worth of purchase price. And you're talking about a realtor that's been around for nearly 20 years. My dad bought his house from, uh, with uh, Glenn Edlin. And, you know, EdlinEdlin.com uh, right now, it's, it's you, um, you're going to, you know, they're, they're living in the real world. They're, you know, charging you 1%, not 3%, because they know the world's changed. Edlin.com, E D. E-L-E-N dot com. It's Edelin dot com. Or you can try Phil Moffitt on his cell phone at 599-2800. 599-2800 and tell me who's talking about him right here.